Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. All right, you guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. It's Kara and Kylie here with a very special guest that you guys know and love, our good pal, Josh Levine. So Josh, tell us how you're doing. How are we feeling after the weekends? I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling recharged. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to be here again. It's always good to be with you guys. Hell yeah. Hell yes. yes. We had our business mentor, Jason Phillips, the impact event this past weekend. And I know that we've talked to you guys a lot about that before, but it was a two day event where I think there was like what, 200 some coaches, right? Yeah. So like around like 200 coaches, honestly, so much impact. Like it's just insane to be surrounded by that many successful people. And it just really pushes you to want to better yourself and level up as well. So it was a super fun weekend and Josh was in town for that. So that's why he's here with us again today. And we had, oh, we did so much fun stuff over the weekend. It was wonderful. It's true. Yeah, we slept in a haunted house. It was great. <laughs> we did. Oh my God. We definitely have to tell the audience oh, about this. We got to tell them about the freaking Grandview Manor. Like, we literally roll up to this fucking mansion. It looks like you know, this pretty little cottage mansion. Yeah, like, it's super cute. Elements outside once you get closer. It's literally like everything in the house is crooked. It was like an old plantation, right? So like definitely haunted, 100%. Like I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, I wish I would have taken more pictures and videos of it because people are like, well, was it just like the way it looked? I'm like, no, you just had to like be inside that house and you knew <laughs> that like a ghost was stealing your soul, pretty much. <laughs> Josh wouldn't sleep downstairs. <laughs> no, no, dude. Call him out. I wasn't going to sleep there. <laughs> you guys were like, will you please sleep upstairs with me? And I was like, ah, but I don't want to let somebody just sleep downstairs by themselves because that's terrifying. Oh and then I was God. like, all right, fuck that. I'm up here. <laughs> guys, this place had four bedrooms and there was seven of us. We utilized basically two of them. <laughs> Dude, it was unreal because we all had to pile in together because we were scared shitless. And then our friend Tina got attacked by... The shower, like the shower started just spraying everywhere and the shower head falls off. To give you some aesthetics, there's a huge tree in the front yard and then there is a branch just like down, like completely on the ground with a chandelier hanging. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like this creepy angel, like go to our Instagrams, y'all. You'll see like we redid a like Adam's family picture in front of the house with the creepy angel. It's so great. So it was a good ass time though. Had a great time. We did. We did. Still here kicking it in Nashville. We're trying to apply all of the overload of information that we were given. And oh my god, we got some big goals between the three of us before we reunite in September. So we're hustling. Big things. 
Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. And I am finally back from Nashville. So I don't want to talk about that. I know. I know. It's so <laughs> freaking sad. Also, wait, we were supposed to pick a five star review and rating. Sure. So while you uh, interrupt. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But y'all, I'm finally back from Nashville after two and a half weeks. I am super, super sad to be back and I miss my pals already, but it was a really, really fun time. Kylie and I were both like, oh my God, we have so much time. And literally the last two and a half weeks just flew. I don't even know what happened, but a lot of good memories were made and just like so much fun times with all of our friends and business colleagues and all that fun stuff. So transitioning today, we wanted to discuss with y'all about the importance of muscle and why muscle matters because we have the muscle master, Josh Levine with us. And Josh, kind of talk a little bit about like your program, the muscle building method and like what it entails and like how it kind of integrates that importance of building muscle into it. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, the first thing is you're right. Muscle building matters for sure. If you want to build the physique that you see on the beach, that you want to be confident in, that you want to be comfortable in, that's healthy, more than likely you're going to have to get strong. You're going to have to build muscle. You're going to have to build the shape that you want. A lot of times we can use a little bit of smoke and mirrors coming in some bodybuilding type stuff. If I make glutes bigger and your shoulders and lats bigger, your waist is going to look real small. Mm -hmm. So in addition to um, the aesthetically driven goals that we have, muscle building matters. And also being strong is important. Strong people are harder to kill. They're more useful in general. I mean, except when you're in a haunted house, except when you're in a haunted house, (laughs) Ghosts do not care how strong you are. <laughs> Ghosts do not care that you're a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, but muscle building matters. And so at the muscle building method, we utilize a six-step process to bring people from where they're at to where they want to be in a way that allows them to do that for life. And so the method is actually an acronym. And so what we do is we first off, we start with M. We measure where you're at and where you want to be. We evaluate where those differences lie and we make a plan to bridge the gap. The T is for training because we have three pillars of training. You must train with execution, intensity, and intent. We teach you to do that. Mm -hmm. The H is for habits. As you guys both know, this doesn't last if it's not habitual. If it's not habitual, it's not sustainable. And if it's not sustainable, it's not successful. So that's why this stuff takes time. We're not just teaching you how to work out. We're not just teaching you how to track macros. We're teaching you how to make this habitual so that you don't have to think about it anymore. It's part of a lifestyle. The O is for optimization, mainly of your biofeedback. My approach is always health first. And so we're focusing on your sleep, your hunger, your recovery, your energy, your digestion, your stress in order to optimize all these things. Because when a body is healthy, it responds. And when we know how it's going to respond, we know what variables to manipulate in order to get the response that we want. It's much more difficult to make change when you don't know the outcome of a manipulation or manipulated variable because the body isn't healthy. Right. And then lastly, the D is so you can do it forever because that's the goal. We want you to be able to take what you learn in the muscle building method because it's more than a method. It's a mentorship and apply that for the rest of your life. And so that's our mission. That's our vision. And we've been very successful since we started and we have a lot more lives to impact. Heck yeah. I love that so much. And I think especially for our audience, it's super important to discuss because like 
first of all, there's just such a misconception around building muscle, getting bulky, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like, and this is something that we have debunked so many times, but like actually understanding that for a woman, having muscle on your frame is the way that you are going to achieve that look that you want, that defined, sexy beach body look. And most people don't understand that. Like most people just want to lose weight when they don't understand that if they don't have muscle on their frame, they are not going to achieve that look that they want. And I think that they also just have a fear of like, getting quote unquote bulky or whatever it may be. And I think it's just really important for us to understand even outside of the aesthetics, like all of the important facets of having a muscular physique and understanding what more lean mass does for your health. Mm-hmm. It's important to train to be strong as well. I mean, you rarely see people who look strong and fit and sexy and healthy who aren't strong yeah. and, fit and sexy and healthy, or at least strong and healthy, right? I utilize you guys as examples quite often. Kylie, you were just in your bikini prep for your show. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, actually, I had a conversation with one of my clients who was afraid that, you know, her friends were telling her, aren't you afraid you're going to get too bulky, too big? And I was like, hey, look, I'm here with my friend Kylie, who's about to step on stage for her bikini competition. I mean, she looks how a lot of you guys want to look. Yeah. She looks strong and sexy and fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. And she lifts heavy as fuck. Can I say fuck on this podcast? Yes. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> I figured with you inviting me on, it probably was safe because you know who I am. I can't do it. Yeah. One of the most frequently used in Josh's words and Josh's sure. vocabulary, yes. But I was like, look, like she's about to step on stage. She looks great. She looks the way you guys want to look. She lifts heavy and she lifts training hard, dude. Like, it's not pretty. And the goal is to get strong. And in addition, like you mentioned, Kara, in addition to the aesthetically driven goals of building muscle, I mean, put it this way. When you get really, really strong, as an example, we'll just say I deadlift over 500 pounds and that was one of my favorite lifts to excel in strength that if I pick something up off the ground that's like 100 pounds, that's pretty heavy. I always aim to lift with excellent execution, even if it's a pen that I'm picking up off the floor, right? Like your form should look the same if it's a pen or 500 pounds. But if I fuck up a little bit, picking up something off the ground, that's hundred pounds. That's not really a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's okay. If it's, I have built more room for error in what I'm able to move just in my life outside of aesthetics, outside of the gym. Now, if my mom went to pick up hundred pounds, that could be dangerous. Yeah. So you practice inside the gym, you get as strong as you can in these movements and you move with massive focus on execution, massive amounts of intent and a severe intensity to improve what you're doing, then you become a healthier person just because you're strong. You're more useful. Yeah, I think these are things that people don't realize. Like you don't really sit there, especially the clientele coming in, they're not usually like, my goal is to be able to move furniture easily. Like, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. the thing I love seeing show up in my client check-ins. It happens all the time. Like, they'll be like, I recently had to move and it was the least, like, painful move. I was less winded. Yeah. Like, I just got a check-in from a client this morning that was talking about, I just love that, how much stronger I am. And she had her job. She was working at a busy convention this weekend. And she was, like, having to, like, pick up a bunch of boxes and do all these things and move stuff around. And she's like, you know, it was tiring still because it's physical effort, but she was like, I was able to do so much. And there's people commenting around her like, wow, I can't believe you can pick that up. Like, I can't believe you can do that. And she's like, it was empowering to her to be like, I don't need your help. Like, 
guys, we're like a strong, independent woman. You should be able to pick up your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might need some help, but that's okay. For sure. <laughs> You should also be able to do these things just to stay healthy and safe for the rest of your life. I mean, one of the things, especially when I was training more in person, two quick stories. One, I had a woman come to me. She trained water rescue dogs. Really cool job. Uh, Yeah, really, really good job. And one of her dogs had actually saved her life. A little tangent here. One of her dogs had actually saved her life. She fell off a ladder, shattered every bone in her spine. And she couldn't move. And she told her dog to go get the phone. So her dog went and got the phone so she could call 911. And her dog saved her life. But she was still training dogs after that. And she had gone through a long period of trying to just be able to move pain-free. And she said, when she came to me, she said, all I need to be able to do is lift a 20-pound crate from the ground into my car. Because that's how much the material that she would use to train the dogs weighed. And she needed to be able to put it in the car. By the time we were done, she was deadlifting 160 pounds. And that gave her more freedom to not worry about other things in her life. Yeah. That's one reason we focus on getting strong. The other reason we focus on strength training is so that we can move well in similar situations. If you're getting older, I think about this with my grandmothers. If one of them were to fall down, God forbid that something ever happened and they would like break a wrist or break a hand, break a, whatever. Mm-hmm. They likely need something to hold on to to get back up. Like they can't just get up off the ground mm-hmm. without help. They need a chair or a, something to hold to help them up. There's a massive life skill in a safe life skill in being able to stand up off the ground without using your hands. Yep. That's something you should be able to do forever. When we get off off the ground without using our hands, that's a lunge. You almost always have to get into a lunge position. Very few people can do the thing where they sit cross-legged and they just like pop right up. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to get up in a lunge position. The stronger you are in those positions, the stronger your lower body is, the safer you are. This isn't just aesthetics. This is life. Yeah. Yes, the aesthetics part of it matters. It's just a cool byproduct of it. You just focus on getting strong. You focus on getting fit and healthy. And all of a sudden you're like, damn, I look good. Yeah. And we addressed like a lot here about how much strength training, how you need to be strength training to achieve this. But the other big piece of that is actually, you know, coincidentally a little bit ago, Josh was mentioning, we brought him on this podcast, knowing how much he says fuck. And right before we started this, we said the other thing Josh is constantly saying is, should I have more food to eat and <laughs> yes. to help him build muscle? He's growing right now. But as women, we don't need to eat as much as Josh, but you guys have to be eating enough to, you have to go through phases of not dieting in order to be able to build this muscle. And if you're listening to this podcast, you hear us say this, I feel like in every episode, we talk about how you can't always be dieting, but you all still be out here trying to diet all the time. So we'll have to keep talking about it, I guess. You keep on yeah. the turn. You know, if you're always trying to diet, you're just going to die. And you guys buy the same. I mean, out of how much of the year are your clients actually in the balance phase? Like your female clients? 12 to 20 weeks. A very short amount of time. Yeah. Most of the time in your fitness journey, you're not dieting. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to say, especially for lifestyle clients, sometimes fat loss phases do last longer than that because many times. Yes, because many times we have weekends where we might have not been on track. We're kind of almost like, quote unquote, refeeding ourselves in a way if we're eating over macros or whatever it may be. So, But the reality of it is the majority of your year should be spent outside. I think if we say like 12 to 20 super adherent weeks. Super adherent, like consistent. Over the time. Yeah, that can stretch longer. But like I said, just for Josh responding to a client yesterday talking about 
a client going to Miami and he hasn't given him a refeed in like a month. And so they were talking about his plan for the trip. Like you yeah. probably go enjoy yourself. It's a lifestyle client, I believe, Pierce. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, yeah. have some drinks, have some food. This is going to serve basically as a diet, as a refeed, which this client responded really well to. So like yeah. now he's implementing that, but that's part of that lifestyle balance. So if you're, you know, been in a fat loss phase for a longer time, what we're saying, but then you're looking at your adherence levels or things like that, you have to kind of take all that into account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, like that's something that people don't understand is that to really focus on like building that muscle and optimizing muscle growth. Like, again, you cannot be dieting forever. Like you're not going to have that same look that you are trying to achieve. And I think something else that's really important is just understanding too, like you were saying, Josh, like the longevity of it and the health, like understanding how much lifting and strength training actually helps like your bone mineral density, having healthy bones, like helping with insulin resistance, making sure that, you know, our blood glucose levels are staying in check. Like all of these different facets of health come into play whenever we are focusing on strength training. So it's not just, oh, just I'm lifting to like add on more muscle or whatever it may be. It's I'm lifting to actually create this overall healthier me and this healthier lifestyle for myself. Like, for example, it's like, Josh, with your leg days, right? You have like a free meal around your leg days, correct? Okay. And so like, why do we do that? Because when Josh is having his free meal, he's having this influx of calories, right? And his leg days are his really freaking hard training days. So we know that like... I'm scared. We have legs today. Oh, they got legs today. They got legs today. So we know that like we're utilizing that food efficiently. We're creating that insulin sensitivity around that workout. You know what I mean? So like all of these things come into play. And I don't really think that people understand all of the health benefits that actually come along with strength training other than like getting that quote unquote toned look, you know? Yeah. Just real quick. Kylie's scared. Okay. I don't know if anybody heard that. Like today is leg day and Kylie is scared. I forgot it was leg day, but usually like the second I realize it's leg day, my anxiety just like elevates. <laughs> yes. Right. And Be- why is that? Let's explain it. Because <laughs> I am scared of how hard I'm about to push myself. Yeah. And Kylie is scared of how hard yeah because here's the thing most of your listeners female mostly we have a mix but predominantly okay yeah. all right so put the mix out there all right i believe that most women should lift heavier mm-hmm. i believe that generally speaking most females lift with a little bit much more on the safe side and i'm using air quotes because I, everything should be safe right like you should always prioritize execution and intent most men listening, this is very generally speaking, most of you should probably lift lighter. Yeah, lift better. better. Because that's for both of you, that is lifting better. Because mm-hmm. most women tend to shy towards light weights and it's not your fault. That's what you've been told forever that you want to achieve the body you want. You lift lighter and whatever. And most men tend to lift too heavy because they're lifting with poor execution and poorer intent. Mm-hmm. Lots of intensity, a lot of effort. It's not focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Women tend to lift much more focused, but with less intensity, yeah. right? less weight. Now, when you're lifting, you are hyper-focused on the movement of that muscle. Now, if you want to be a real nerd like I am, I literally will look at when I was learning how to improve my intent on my lifts, I was looking at anatomy charts and seeing where muscles originate and where they insert and learning about like what function does that muscle provide inside the body. 
The bicep is a good example. You know, it starts at your shoulder and it finishes right below your elbow mm-hmm. so that it pulls those two points together. And when I'm lifting, I'm literally just thinking of that. I'm inside my bicep trying to feel how it's working. That is the intent. That is proper execution. That is lifting a weight that is really, really hard. So yeah, when we're training legs today, it's mentally exhausting because of how much focus is required to ignore the amount of pain that is inside your body when you are trying to stimulate a muscle until it can no longer contract against the load. And that load is usually very, very heavy on leg days, but still very well in control. That takes a lot of focus. That takes a lot of effort and energy in itself. Never mind like the emotional roller coaster of the panic attacks I get <laughs> practically when I get into the hack squat or get under a bar because I know it's hard and I know I'm about to go to a really dark place. The very first time I ever trained with you, that's what you did was hack. It was back in March in Orlando. And I just remember like you were just like screaming and everyone in there was like, what the, the fuck is going on? Everybody was looking at our entire group that whole time. <laughs> oh, there's many stairs when we come into the gym. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good thing to note. If you go into a high caliber, like strength training or bodybuilding gym or something where people are actually training the way that they need to train in order to build muscle, in order to make progress, in order to get really strong it's usually not a quiet, pretty place. No. No. Now what happens when you walk into like a regular big box gym, you see a lot of people moving with very little intent. You know, they might be like, they got dancing feet on their lifts. They're like, kind of look like they're bored or like they're looking for the kind of cereal that they want in the grocery aisle. It's like, they're not focused. There's no intent. There's no intensity. And the difference between the way those people look One being the bikini competitor, the classic physique competitor who has that sexy beach body that everybody wants. They're at the bodybuilding gym. They're at those hardcore gyms where it's not pretty. So when we go to a regular gym where people are lifting with very little intent, very little intensity and very little focus and we scream and we make sound and, you know, we look ugly and we throw up sometimes and like (laughs) not is coming out of our nose. Like (laughs) it's not pretty. Or you pop a vein or yeah. I burst a blood vessel inside my my skull. Oh my God. That was terrible. But we, we go into that sort of environment and yeah, people stare at us, but at the same time, like who cares? I know I look gross. Right. <laughs> right. And, and you know what I want to touch on on that? Just a quick like sidebar about the gym intimidation factor that a lot of, I know for sure Kara and I find out when they come in is I get a lot of that worry about being judged or looked at and things like that or being intimidated by like people like bodybuilders and stuff at gyms. You guys are probably, if I had to guess, going to be less judged and less having that experience in the gym that scares you more, like what we're talking about, because everybody there understands the journey and they all understand like in respect you for being there, getting started and trying to do something probably more than the people in those gen pop gyms. I would be willing to people that are way more worried about what they're doing and looking at everybody else. And like, like he just said, that's like, you're sticking out if you start making these progressions that like we want you to be making Versus if you come into this gym, even if you're not on that level yet, everybody there is like worried about their own shit. Like they're all dying somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they're not worried about what you look like. <laughs> no, we're there. We're focused. And 
I think it's always more of a community uh-huh. in those gyms. People who go to those gyms are people who constantly strive to be better every day. The same thing that we want for you. And yeah, there can be a social component to it. But I also find that when I go to a gym and there may be new people there, the people who come up and ask questions and aren't afraid to be like, hey, can you help me with this one thing? I love those people. Yeah. And they're instantly like the favorite people in the gym because everybody knows like, hey, they came in here. This is a really scary place, but all they want to do is get better and they're not afraid to ask. Exactly. Honestly, the biggest, the scariest guys in the gym are like the, whatever, the people who have made it the farthest, really good looking girls, whatever. They're probably the nicest. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, like you said, we've been through the journey. Yes. We've been in your shoes and we know what it feels like. And like, again, people do not care nearly as much as you think they do. And like, we're flattered whenever people come up and ask us questions. You know what I mean? Like, we love that because we just want to help. We just want to educate, you know? So something else that I think is super important to touch on just in kind of like viewing yourself and your overall progress, especially again, like with the importance of muscle and building muscle is understanding that like, especially, especially for women, but also men too, like your progress does not necessarily mean one, the scale going down. We all know that. But two, just like your waist getting smaller and your butt getting bigger. Like this is something that is so overlooked in, especially I think the female community, because we're not used to looking at like, oh my God, like my delts are getting bigger, like for like your shoulders or like your triceps or quads or whatever it may be. And people don't really look at that as a measure of progress in sometimes in our community and in women. And I think that that's really important. And another reason why we should always be taking progress photos to look and see, hey, like this area of my body is getting more defined or, hey, like this area of my body is growing. And that is progress. I'll never forget I had a client who was like kind of freaked out by the fact that she was like actually like growing delts and her shoulders were really nice. And she was like a little bit upset about it at first. And I was like, girl, like you're putting on muscle. Your shoulders look freaking amazing. And she admitted to me, she was like, honestly, like I've never been used to having this much muscle on my body. So like it kind of freaked me out to see it at first, but she was like, honestly, like I'm really growing to love them. And I think again, like it's a mental thing for girls. Like they see like more of like that definition of muscle and they start to think, oh my God, I'm going to get bulky, which is not the case. Yeah. And I think that's so true. I love that you brought this up because I've had countless instances and I'm sure you have too, where clients have sent progress pictures. And so for me, I look at pictures then read their data. So I look at pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so hyped about like whatever, you know, we're seeing this definition here or this yeah. or this growth here. And then you read their form and they're like super disappointed in their pictures yeah. and talking about it. And then when you open up the conversation, they're talking about, you know, like you just said their waist or their glutes or something like that. And I'm like, one of the problems with not having a coach in general is that when you're looking at yourself, your eyes are immediately drawn to what you view as your problem area. So whatever is your biggest insecurity, that is like where you zone in. If you're most insecure about your stomach, then every progress picture you take, you're probably just looking at that. So they're ignoring men where I tell them like, we look at this back shot and we're like, look how much less like just like roles you have here. Look at where your delts are rounder here. And at the time, you may not care about those things, but that is indication that things are moving forward whenever they may feel like they're standing still. And that's telling me that, hey, we all talked about before on here, you know, we've covered this in our myths. 
we can't spot reduce, but this is telling us that this is moving in the right direction. So that place that you are concerned about is going to come. And again, that brings in the smoke and mirrors. If we keep figuring out these other areas, that's going to help the illusion of what the rescue looks like. But it's not also going to be an illusion forever. We're going to get to that area. It just dependent on how long you continue to trust this and how your body wants to respond. And I think like before we finish up touching on just like in general, we briefly mentioned your phases outside of this and like needing to eat and train hard and things like that and not be dieting. That's a key part to looking better when you diet. And that is something that so many people don't understand. I know we talked about this in our phases podcast, but like there's questions I get all the time as I've been on this journey over the last, like pretty seriously, the last three to four years where whenever I go into my next episode or like this last prep or even the last cut and people are always like in my DMs and being like, you just look so much different than the last time. Like what happened? Like, what are you doing differently? And I'm like, I'm doing the same shit. I've just done it longer. I went through the phase there. Cause you know, they'll be like, wow, you have all this extra ab definition or your arms really popped out this time. Like, what did you do? I built that muscle in the time I was not dieting. That is what makes you look better. Like when you guys have those people that look shredded and things like that, they can't look like that without the muscle there first. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like the end of your fat loss phase is almost just a peek under the hood. Mm -hmm. Like in your muscle building phases is where you build the body that you want. If you're always in a muscle building phase, or if you've never been in a fat loss phase, you don't know what your body looks like. Exactly. So you go into your fat loss phase every now and then, once every maybe year or year and a half. Some people are in building phases for multiple years, but you peel back the layers of fat just so you can see under the hood and see what your body looks like, decide what you want to work on next, build it. And then in another year, whenever your next fat loss phase is, peel back a little fat and check to see how you're doing. That's all this is. It's just phases. You build muscle, you burn fat, you reverse diet. You build muscle, you burn fat, you reverse diet. When you're happy, stay at maintenance. Yeah. That's it. But you have to build, burn, reverse, and go through your phases just to check where you're at every time. Peel back a few layers, make a plan, and do it again. Yeah. And every time your body is going to look different. That's what people don't understand. Again, is like, especially with like clients who have like really big goals of like getting bigger for you, Josh, like building that muscle or losing fat, whatever it may be. Like, it's not going to happen in one sweep. This takes multiple phases and like years of going through these things over and over and over again, you know, like each time you're chipping away a little bit more or you're building a little bit more or whatever it may be. So understanding the patience that comes along with building muscle as well is so important. I mean, I wish it happened overnight. I wish right? you, some people, I guess maybe can just like look at weights and grow, but I'll tell you what, it's not yeah. most people. It's definitely not me. Nope. I've been trying to get quote unquote too big and too bulky for the better part of a decade at this point, I feel like. Yeah. And I'm still not there. I've put on in that time, maybe 80 pounds and it's taken a really long time, but it comes down to patience. You have to be patient. So for everybody listening, you're not going to build muscle overnight. It is not possible for the majority of humans to just add muscle that easily. Yeah. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes intent. And mind you, the past maybe five years of my journey, yeah, maybe four, Everything I've been doing, like every decision I've made has been towards the goal of building more muscle. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not just going to the gym and like kind of doing my nutrition. I'm focusing on everything. I'm using the method, my method, and every single decision I make is geared towards building muscle. So like it's not a quick process. It's not a quick fix. 
No. Hey. It's hey. not your quick fix. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, I think we really covered what we wanted to talk about today. And I think yeah. this was really, really insightful, especially for, like I said, predominantly our female audiences, but for all the guys listening too. For sure. For sure. I think this was a good quick episode, just showing you guys the importance of building muscle and just not to be afraid of it. Like, do not be afraid to lift heavy. Like it just instills so much confidence in you. And like you end up like you start at day one and you end up like you find yourself like months to years later being like, holy fuck, how did I get here? And how did I get so confident? How am I squatting like 200 pounds, you know? So I think that that's so freaking important. So and let's go ahead and address our winners. Yes, yeah. And we'll let Josh finish out with our two questions. Oh, we already asked him, but we're going to have to come up with a new one. Was it the carbs question? Yeah, okay, we'll get yeah. a new one. We can ask him his favorite protein source because it's muscle building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we took a break on, not last week, the week before with all the chaos. I can't keep track of time anymore. We took a break. Oh God, we said, instead of an episode, we were going to give you guys a little bit of a giveaway. So we asked you all to go leave a five-star rating and review. I always up. We would pick one of you guys to get a $50 Amazon card. So I have that winner today. And I think that this was actually really great to go with today's episode even. So Yay. I'm going to just give the username and Tara and I are also going to be banking a post on our podcast account, not your quick fix podcast to reiterate this too, so that hopefully this person sees this and finds us in case they have seen this episode in time. We're going to put that out on Instagram too. Perfect. So please reach out and DM us at not your quick fix podcast. If this is you username, K Colvin, it's C-O-L-B-I-N 72. Oh, that's my clients. Oh, awesome. Well, they labeled this Real Talk and left us a five star. And they said, Real Talk, that's what you will get from these ladies. No punches, Real Talk. Sometimes that's what we need to hear, even if it's not what we want to hear. They give real examples, real recommendations, and want the best for their clients. Relevant. Woo. I think we brought some Real Talk today. People need to hear, not what they want to hear. Heck yeah. Awesome. I love that it was one of your clients. Love that. Love that. Yes. I will make sure her name's Catherine. I'll make sure she gets her Amazon gift card. And yeah, you guys. So, all right. So y'all know where to find Josh, but if you just want to like kind of recap, if we have any new listeners, like talk about the method, what's going on and then tell us your favorite protein source. Of course. (laughs) My favorite protein source. Yeah. You can find me mainly on Instagram at Josh Levine Fitness. I also have a private Facebook group called Muscle Building Secrets. For those of you who are interested in learning more about what we do, we're having a resource where you can ask questions about building muscle and get really great information that is specific to you, not just like something that you found on the internet for somebody. Then I highly recommend joining the Muscle Building Secrets Facebook group. You can also find our podcast on Apple or Spotify. That is the Struggle to Strength podcast with my good friend, Travis Hatch. And things coming up, I mean, the muscle building method is continuing to grow. We've got more coaches coming on board. I believe we are doing a little bit of a challenge here soon. And some very exciting things will be included in the muscle building mentorship as well. So stay tuned there and you can follow along all that on my Instagram. I think that was it. What was my other question? Favorite protein source. Guys, for those of you who may not have caught it, Josh was on the podcast in the previous episode. If you guys missed that one, it was awesome deeper into really who Josh is and a lot of mindset, mental stuff in that episode. We asked him then what his favorite carb source was, as you guys know, it's our go-to question. So today Mm -hmm. for muscle, we're going to talk about the protein. Well, first I have to say that I think my favorite carb source may have changed because I was introduced to five daughters donuts. Oh my God. Oh my God. So 
Y'all. I, I mean. These it, donuts. <laughs> these donuts. These donuts. If you guys come to Nashville, you come visit me, come see me. I may have a reason for you to do that coming up in October, by the way. Oh, throw that out there. But when you come to Nashville, you have to go to Five Daughters. There's a couple of locations, but these are not regular donuts. These are next level. They're these are, amazing. What are they, like 100 layer donuts? 100 layer croissant style donuts, is what they call it. That was my first time ever having a croissant style donut. I don't know yeah. if I will ever convert back. I'll never go back. Like, where do I find these everywhere? Yeah. Right? So, um, updated carb source. So, updated carb source, yeah, is the Five Daughters donut mm-hmm. right now. But my favorite protein source is something that I actually don't really get to have very often because my fats are relatively low. Right now, I'm consuming 90 grams a day, but my protein is very high at 350 grams a day. Yeah. So usually on my cheat meal days, and I'm using air quotes, it's not really cheat meal, it's included in my plan. But the day before leg day, I have an additional about 1,200 calorie meal on top of my macros, which puts me like close to 6,000 calories for the day. But <laughs> for all of you guys complaining about eating 2,000 calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I said I had some clients asking me about Josh's intake whenever we were showing his grocery shopping. It's, yep. a, lot. it's a lot. It's a, a lot. lot of food. When I do get to, and I got to this past weekend at Oak with you guys after the Ooh. event, yeah. that was the best filet I have had in a long time. So a really good filet. I think I ate like 16 ounces. Of oh. oh, yeah, because I definitely gave you some of mine. And someone yeah, else gave you some of theirs, too. Tina gave me some of hers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but <laughs> it was beautiful. It was like barely medium rare. Just, oh, it was amazing. Mm, love yeah. it. Well, there you have it, guys. Carb source, protein source. We're going to have to have you on the third time well, for the fat source. Fat source. Fat source. Yeah, I don't even know. I feel like I don't even like fats anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can't relate. Kylie's the fat queen. I have a fat <laughs> <laughs> that sounded terrible. <laughs> I'm going to my Instagram bio that. Fat queen. I'm going to be like, this doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, if it resonated with you, please tag Not Your Quick Fix podcast, me, Kylie, and Josh, and share this to your stories. And go ahead, leave us a five-star rating and review. We appreciate it so much. And I'm sure that we're going to be giving out more Amazon gift cards as well in the future for those. So if you want to win some extra money, because who doesn't, go ahead and do that. And yeah, thank you, Josh, so much for coming back on with us. And we'll talk to you guys soon.